Al. Hey, hey. How are you doing, Alan? I'm hanging in there. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Coming over from terrestrial radio to the lovely land of internet. <laughs> Broadcast. That's yeah. right. I don't, we, I don't have to behave now. That's right. Where we can say, what, what was it uh, Johnny Cash said in, uh, in, from uh, Life of Falls of Prison? You can say shit, hell, and damn. <laughs> I think that's what I think he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there is still an edited version of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. There, well, there has to be, sure. Yeah. For broadcast. The broadcast. The radio version. The radio version. Which I, oh, radio edit. Radio edit. Radio edits. I, although I have noticed that they're, they're trying to get away with a lot more things. Um, well, particularly, I guess, in television, as far as things they can say. Well, yeah. That was uh, that was due to the Family Fellowship Foundation. It's, it's called something like yeah. that. Yeah. It was run by Barbara Bush and Nancy Reagan. And um, it was the big it was the big plan for censorship in America that backfired. Yeah, they they wanted to be able they wanted to institute a rating system like you have for film, but for television. Yeah. So that because you know the stations were governing themselves. Yes. Up until the television rating system was in place, right? Radio and TV companies, broadcasters, governed themselves and made sure that what they were doing was decent and clean for the broadcast. Right. Well, once they instituted the rating system, they suddenly had mature, the mature rating, right? Right. So that meant now, as long as you rated it mature for broadcast, then you could have those other things that were normally not allowed at all. Right. Right? Yeah. So that's how it backfired. All of a sudden you have all these broadcasters saying, oh, well, I can just rate this mature and now I can do it. Right. (laughs) Where I never was able to before that. So now what used to be safe harbor or anything after 10 p.m., now you get all this stuff, you know, like tits and ass. Yeah. And, uh, you know, swear words, bitch and ass. Yeah. Those are the big big ones right now, right? Bitch and ass are everywhere on radio. Yes. And television. Yeah. That bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and they are actually finable words, but most of the commercial stations who, you know, allow those words have enough money to pay the fines or right. enough money to pay a lot of lawyers to keep from being fined for Right, it. to keep right. the FCC at bay. Uh, and a lot of the sponsors, you know, they go along with it anyway, too. Yeah. You know, they, they, like, they, they realize what type of programming they're advertising with. Yeah. And they're okay with it. Right. right. So, which is why you don't get Jimmy Swagger, you know, sponsoring uh, the, uh, what would be a good sh- example, like uh, um, Dave and Chuck the Freak. Right. Jimmy Swaggart's, you know, church isn't going to sponsor Dave and Chuck the Freak no. because their content isn't what the church wants to represent and sponsor. Right. But, you know. In- instead, they sponsor other radios like, what is it, 103.5? Yeah. Yeah, it, it that's um what they call is that the the light or something like that? Um, I don't even remember because, because they have they they had some job postings recently for uh, um, on air. I, I even though I am I I have no intention of going anywhere. I love New Radio Media. They've been wonderful to me. I still occasionally get these these. Um, Emails like, "Hey, this is job positions open," and there was one. Oh yeah, once you're on the job list, yeah, you, you'll get them forever now. Oh yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, they're not going to take you off the list, even if you get a job and you're no longer <laughs> looking. Right. Those job sites are still going to keep sending you crap. Right. And I've tried so hard to get off the list, and I'm and I'm sure you probably get more than I do, uh, <laughs> because you've been you've been doing this for how long? This uh, in broadcast. Yeah. Th- this will be 31 years. 
This 2018 is 31 years. Alan, you don't even look old enough. <laughs> well, I started really young. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's good to not look old, you know. Well, I, you know, I do have, uh, I've lost all my red. It's all white and gray now in my hair. So <laughs> I'm showing some of the age. It works for you, right? And I'm definitely older than you. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. You know, I I do get the red as well. Uh if I, if but it's still out, red. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's mine's, still red. Mine's all white and gray now. I'm getting those though. <laughs> I, I I've noticed. Uh, I don't have to worry about it on top because you know, being married briefly killed that for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't advise marriage. Oh, I'm working on that too. It's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I get those. You know. I, I have a. I have something going on now. Yeah. It's, uh... It happens. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. But you've been with uh, WHFR for quite a while. Yeah, well, I started my show in '98. Yeah. So th- this April is going to be uh, the 20th anniversary of the Wrecking Hours. The wrecking Hours, yeah, yeah. And um, but I was their studio engineer for live bands um, before that, as early as '92. Yeah. And um, I'd been working with other college stations around town too, but because it, I was contracted there to do some studio stuff. Yeah. You. I uh, I say, oh, you got a live band coming in? I can help out with that. And, yeah. They roped me in, and I've been stuck. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's the thing is when you get stuck, when you get we get pulled in, you get pulled in somewhere, and I, like me, I got pulled into a, I got I got stuck in like a bowling alley, which is not as not as nice as a radio station, <laughs> but I got stuck there, and I ended up DJing there for quite a while, and then managing and such. But uh, when you when you are needed somewhere and they suck you in, even though you even if you don't want to be there. I'm not saying you, you, you either way, you know, but if, if it, it it's not, it's nicer if, it's, if you want to be there, but uh, to get sucked in and it becomes incredibly hard to leave because you know, now that you you're working with a lot of with great people, you, you know, you're. Well, you yeah, know. it's nice to be counted on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's nice to have them need you and, and be needed. Oh yeah, sure. absolutely. And it, it seems to me that uh, WHFR is uh, they've got you. You know, you you, you have the only yeah. show like yours on. Well, there's only two shows uh, with that kind of format that's on terrestrial radio in the Metro Detroit area. Yours and Dell's. Right. Uh, well, that's Ann Arbor, so they're a completely different radio market. That's just this is true. But um, no, it's Slim Gene. Slim Gene is on um, CGM radio. Is he? Yeah, now, yeah. He's he's still on. He's actually been on longer than I have. Yeah. Really? Now I used <laughs> to know a guy, Vern, who did uh, the Motown Hoedown on Wednesdays at C Jam. Oh right, right. Uh, yeah. it, I don't know if that's still going on. No, he but... he moved um, he moved farther east. I, I want to say he became, he got a job as a as a program director somewhere else. Right on. And because uh, I tried looking him up, I'm like, well, he's not at C Jam anymore. The first time that I that anybody talked about. DPA on air was was Vern on, on oh, the show. Really? Yeah, right on. that's cool. Because we used to talk on uh, back in the days of MySpace, <laughs> he, he, we would we would talk about bands and and, and such. We go back and forth, and he introduced me to a band called Gunsmoke from Ottawa. I'm familiar with them. Yeah, he, yeah, I heard of them because yeah. they they played around here. Yeah, I, every then, show that yeah. they've played around here, I booked. I remember booking <laughs> oh, yeah. their very first Detroit show. See, I didn't realize you did all those. Yeah, yeah that um, their very first. Show I got them on the bill 
at the double O. It was like a last minute thing because they were like, because they got a hold of me like, hey, we're going to be coming through Detroit, you know, and I, I kept wondering why they were, go- why, why their route was weird, which I'll get to in a minute because there was a reason. <laughs> All right. They were coming through Detroit. They're like, well, can we play a show? Can we get on a bill for anything? So I get them on the bill at the double O with this, this other promoter. This is actually the first show I booked as DPA. For, or not to say show, just first anything I booked as DPA. And they played first. <clears throat> the vocals didn't work for the first two songs. A monitor fell on the drummer and he caught it. <laughs> yeah. Great. It was great. But he actually caught it. He right? caught it. He stopped. He caught it, set it down, and kept on going, which is great. Leave it to a drummer to be quick enough to actually do that. Right? <laughs> now, the best part about this story Aside from Gunsmoke leaving, you're like, yeah, we don't, we don't care about getting paid, but thanks, you know, hooking us up and, and what gave me a bunch of free stuff, uh, is I was standing there watching this, watching them play, and this woman sitting next to me, who has obviously had a little bit too much to drink, and she, she looks at me, and she says, "What do you think of this place?" I'm like. Kind of a shithole. You know, you've been to the double O. You remember the place. Yeah. I mean, they used to capitalize on it saying, you know, about their bartenders have meth mouth. You know, it's. Yeah, the dive, dive bar marketing for Detroit. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And she, she, to your response was, well, I own this bar. Would you like to manage it and maybe help me out? And. I, I had been standing next to the owner. She had inherited the place from her grandfather. <laughs> she had no experience running a bar. Wow. She didn't want to. And uh, it, she just kind of got stuck with it. And it, it was clearly Is it still open? No. Oh, yeah. oh no. Well, no, I it's closed. It, uh, yeah, I thought it went away. Yeah, that was where it was. Allen Park, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was, um, it was a shithole. Anyway... The reason Gunsmoke took a weird route. The next time they came around, <clears throat> I booked them for a Johnny Cash birthday show at what was the Ritz, which I I think it's got called it's some new name. The Ritz? You mean by Harpo's over there? No, the Ritz um, on Hoover. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's right. not. It's, I, well, oh, way out in okay Roseville. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It, 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 yeah, I think it's Roseville, Roseville or Fraser, or whatever. Any of those. Pick, pick a pick a southern Macomb County city. Uh, they're all the same. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so they they said, "Oh, all right, we're going to mail you all our merch. We can't pick, take it over the border because they're from Ottawa. We're coming through New York. That doesn't make what? sense. From Ottawa to New York to Detroit. I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, we found a weird loophole to get through customs." If we we have a friend that has a recording studio in New York, if he's he's gonna put put up put together a fake recording contract, so when we go over the border, they think that we're spending all our money in in, in the U.S. and not touring. That's why we're bringing our instruments, and then we can go on tour and we pick up our merch from you at our first gig. Is it that's sixteen hours out of your way, like? It doesn't matter. We don't have to pay all this bullshit. That, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're they're legally working. Yes. Right. Instead of having to do everything under the table. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. They now. It, it didn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be a fake recording contract, though. 
Yeah. I mean, it could be a real recording contract. They're just only recording like one note at a time. Every, oh, every month. That's right. <laughs> now, they they had just released their new new album, and the, both both of their albums were, I think, were, were phenomenal. And in, in the in the the fact that they split up was really disheartening. Uh, I thought that that that's fucking awesome. You found a loophole. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge issue for any of the international bands trying to come through the U.S. And, yeah, and most of them have done it. Yeah, you know, under the table and technically illegally. Yeah, uh, even though they they still do it anyway. But, right. Absolutely. Course, you know, one of our favorite bands, Demented Argo. Yes, being one of them. They can they even come here anymore? I don't think they can. <laughs> they did it. They did it too many times, you know, covertly, and now they can't do it. Anymore. And there's all these rumors, like something about Sparky smacked some girl in the ass, and she was like underage, and. Uh, oh yeah. And <laughs> you've heard that story. I mean, I don't know the validity of it, but. It. It could be anything, yeah. I mean, I don't know if she was really underage, but he's he smacked a lot of girls in the ass. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's an, he, he's he's uh, he's been in and out of an institution. I think. I mean, he's not. Well, it goes with his persona. I mean, he kind of, right. you know, with, with that band being being who he is. Yeah, it's like he needs that. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it probably walked in all normal and nice, and then it's like, oh fuck! <laughs> I need, I need some help. I need to call down. <laughs> you know, if I were playing with them, I'd have to. I, I, yeah. I need a break. I mean, come on. I mean, even in radio, sometimes you feel, you feel like I need maybe, a break. Maybe it's the makeup or the hair dye. Like, yeah. I mean, you could get, you could go insane from all of those chemicals. Yeah, yeah, you could. I mean, they do a lot of crazy stuff. Oh, they do. They are they're they're a crazy band, and they're a band I regret never being able to see. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. Uh, I I have not seen uh, seen or any of the the side projects. Was it uh, was it, uh, just Demented Scum? Get uh, was that was it um, one that's Spar- one of Sparky's side projects? Uh, was it Scum Cats or? Um... Oh, um, yeah. It wasn't Sparkats? Scum something, I think. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I think he's got like a shit ton of them. I I think it was one of those that I couldn't really do much with because I couldn't play it on the radio. Right. (laughs) Right. I just had to just say, all right, that's cool, but too many swear words, can't put that on the air. Well, the stuff he's he's doing with Hillbilly Moon Explosion is not too bad. He's done at least two. Was that really? Is that the same guy? See, I didn't realize it was they were connected. Yeah, he did. Well, he did. Um, um, what was the? Um, I remember the video that he were in a car. Um, I love forevermore. Is that what it's called? Oh yeah. And then they did uh, a cover of uh, Jackson. Just recently, within the last year. Right on. They did the video in a bowling alley. <laughs> He's got the the shiny pleather pants on and. <laughs> oh man, it's like you you look creepy always. <laughs> we need to flash a picture of that or something. It's, it's everybody can see. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, we do need to get a picture of Sparky in the in the pleather pants. I can make sure that that happens. Uh Definitely a different look than uh, uh with demented ergo. Right. Oh man. Oh. So well, what was the? Where didn't they play the labyrinth? It was that. Uh, who was it that played the? 
thought yeah, you were they, there. No, they played the Labyrinth. Yeah, yes. Okay. So I think that's the last time I saw them. The last yes. time they were around Detroit. I was not able to make it to that. Um, unfortunately, uh, a great venue that the Slumlord let flood. Oh yeah. There's no more. <laughs> yeah, you know we need a venue like that again. You know, I, I, I'm not. I've shitty club, whatever. I've, I was never like a huge fan of City Club. Uh, I'd go with with ex girlfriends that were into it. You know, <laughs> I mean, you you've been there many times. I I, I can. Well, I, I was say, a regular. Yeah. for more than a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you, you hung out in the goth scene. Right. Yeah. In my mohawk days. <laughs> I didn't have a mohawk. I, I had a nice little quiff before I lost my hair, but you know. Uh, I re- I regret the mohawk nowadays because I think that's why I'm working on the uh, the hairdo like yours. I'm working on your yeah. hairdo now. Well, I I think that uh, I actually I know the exact moment my hair started getting fucked, and it was it was something that happened in high school. Oh really? Yeah, it was. That's uh, early. These two girls decided they were going to try to like tease my hair, and it was an ambush. They came up behind me and started doing like that, and I'm <laughs> fucking with you know, and. Ever since that moment, my hair started getting weird up front, hmm. and then then I got you know a few several years later, many years later, whatever I got married and fuck fuck well, we we would use uh, you know it was uh, the cheap the cheap uh, hair plaster yeah okay was, was mop and glue and food coloring so if you, if you wanted you know your mohawk to stay plastered in place for the entire night yeah. You dip your head in mop and glow and then blow dry it. And if you put dye, you know, like black dye or whatever, in the mop and glow, yeah, your hair would instantly be that color for the night, you know, until, well, it would take, you know, maybe a week or so to wash out. But. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, that those, those chemicals and, like, actually having that on your head for, you know, prolonged periods of time, I think, really destroyed you. Right. Whatever was going on up here. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's never been anywhere near as thick since then. Yeah, same. That was the exact same thing here. Now, um, Tony. What's up? If I send, if I were to send you a video, you'd be able to put it up there, correct? I could. You could. Yeah. Now, is it going to be, um, how do I have to send this video? Is it something like I could send you? Uh, I would need a download. What? <laughs> you gonna make me work? I am. Oh, Kelsey, Kelsey, you got you got a solution. Is it a YouTube video? Yes. He can convert it and then it'll download onto that computer and then he can just transfer the file. Oh, hot! Damn. I don't know if he can hear me. What about Grab It? Have you heard of Grab It? Yeah. Grab It app. All right. Grab It app's pretty easy. I'm sending a video. All you need is the link. Right. Grab It. I. Uh. Yeah. I'm. That would be easy. So is this is this the Sparky side project? Or is this this, this is going? this is going to be Hellbilly Moon, uh, Moon Explosion with Sparky. So I actually will have the video up. And um, for the next break, we'll get everything up for you. We'll get the video and the picture up for you. Okay, cool. All right. Now we are going to take a quick break. Uh, let's see. What? Well, what do I have in here? Already queued up. Mostly it's local stuff on this thing. Uh, we're not playing Svee's, uh, Rabbi Svee's music. Uh, we have a rabbi on Sunday. Svee is wonderful. 
absolutely wonderful. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speak, so when I, when I, um, saying earlier about, um, uh, CJM and Vern, uh, Smith, I believe his name was, he, I, uh, he would ask me, what's a great local band that, you know, that I, that, that I should play. And I sent him gas hog and then they broke up like immediately, <laughs> right. immediately after I sent the message, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, gas hog just recently released their album. Uh, oh yeah. I wasn't on that. You, yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were in on that. Uh, well, yeah, that's really sad that we lost Crash. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, uh, Sam Wolf gave me a copy of the CD to play on air. He's like, here, play this, you know. Right on. Um, and, yeah, and I, think, and I think I screwed up, too. I think I gave him one of the wrong tracks. Because when we, when we worked on mastering it, yeah. you know, we all had him sounding a certain way. Yeah. And... Um, so then, when when he left my home studio, yeah, I think one of the tracks was the wrong mix. Like it was a mix that wasn't finished yet. Mm. But because uh, when I when I listened to the one that I had, yeah, I think it sounds different than the one that's actually on the album. I'm not sure if I don't know. Maybe when they went into duplication for the CD, maybe something happened and it kind of altered it a little. I don't okay. Know. It's they, the tracks definitely sound different than what I remember us us listening to. Uh, yeah. All all really good stuff though. I mean, all those oh, guys yeah. are great. Oh yeah, local uh, punk rockers from around Detroit, and uh, it was a great ensemble too. But absolutely, and yeah. you know, I I was I was pretty. Um, oh, uh, pretty bummed when they when they passed when when, when they broke up. You know, obviously, when Crash died, that made me a little bit more so. But you know, when <laughs> when they broke up, fine. And what's 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 funny is like when I sent that to Vern and he played Heartbroken Girl on air and he said they just broke up. He said, Gas Hog, I hardly knew you, which it's like, like, honestly, I sent it to him. The band broke up. Wow. Like, like that, like that. Quick. You jinxed him. I think I did. <laughs> you jinxed I think him I did. playing him it, it's, you know, it, it, it's, yeah. See, so you, you should have given it to Slim Jean. And maybe they wouldn't wouldn't have been jinxed, but I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to a break. Uh, we're gonna listen to some like some local rockabilly here, uh, starting with Gas Hog, uh, with Heartbroken Girl, and then we'll follow it up, uh, Swinging Demons, Train yeah. Going Nowhere, from Flint and Saginaw. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of another band who's who had a member pass away, uh, Fuck Cancer, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then Bones Mackey, Sun Dodgers, close it up with that, huh? Yeah, what are they? What is he calling it now? He's got a new ensemble. It's not the Sun Dodgers anymore. I don't think. No, no, he changes it like all the time. I think. Uh, I got a good Bones Mackey story. Uh, that I'll save that for after the break, uh, or <laughs> stop set. That's that's proper. All right. Stop set. Yeah. Right. It's fucking specs. Uh, <laughs> all right. You're... <laughs> this is more City Junk on New Radio Media. <laughs> Here's Gas Hog.
Join on New Radio Media. I'm Ben Rose, and sitting next to me is Mr. Alan Contino. Hey, hey. Hey. So, uh, my Bones Mackie story, as I, <laughs> as I teased. Okay, right All right. So, in the early days of DPA, Detroit Psychobilly Alliance, Bones got a hold of me, saying that he had this new side project, this very dark side project. He said it was like Dark Everly Brothers. 
Oh, you know, I think he mentioned something to me about that, yeah. too. But I don't know if he actually did it. I don't think so. But I can't imagine yeah. Bones Mackie doing anything, like, dark. You know? <laughs> right. It, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's like... He just, he's, he's a very cheerful guy. He, yeah. he he's is. Very happy. Yeah. He is. And if you've uh, if you've ever seen him live or even listened to... I know he's been on, on WDET a few times uh, mm-hmm. being interviewed about the book he wrote, which was... Um, it's about local rockabilly and honky tonk and, and yeah, country. it's well a history of country western right. music in Detroit. Right, something I can't think of the title. Though. Yeah, that's why I can't think of either. I know. Yeah. I mean, I know that he the... gave me a copy. I read it. It's really good stuff. Is it? That's what I hear. But uh, yeah, it's, it's very anthological. Yeah, or anthropological. Anthropological. Is it? It doesn't read like a textbook, does it? Um, no, not really. I mean. It, there are a lot of historical facts in there. Right. Okay. It's uh, no, it's it's more conversational. Okay. Yeah. Good. Sure, it's yeah. it's not like the the weird psychobilly book uh, that 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 seems like somebody wrote out while intoxicated. Like as far as like the stories, you know what I'm talking about the the history of psychobilly. Oh, the one that was put out by the Wrecking Pit. Um. I don't know. I actually have it on on my desk here. So on the oh, next, really? next yeah. set, I'll grab it. Um, yeah, the, I, there was a joke book, I thought, that was like, the, you know, it wasn't supposed to be taken too seriously. Oh, no, this one is. Oh, really? Yeah. And some of this, it, like, a lot of it's stories, like, you know, talking about, like, like um, I don't know, how, to, how do I put this? Uh... There was some alcohol-infused stuff, like, hey, like flashbacks. There's, like, a whole t- two pages devoted to, to, to Elvis Hitler and, you know, Jim Leedy. Oh, right. Yeah. Well. It, 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 which they were surprised to know that they were in it. They had, yeah, they had a big media impact internationally, so. Yeah. That's, that's goes, that, yeah, I, w- I would expect them to yeah. be in it, sure. I, uh, I, I interviewed Jim Leedy a couple months ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You got him on here? Via phone. Oh, okay. he called so, in. Right yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a fifteen to twenty minute phone interview. It was an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, well, he he, he is a talker. That's <laughs> he is for sure. Yeah, he, he is a talker. He is he is the. It's part of his whole show. I mean, it, it is. He talks. He is the Christopher between every song. He is the Christopher Walken of Metro Detroit or of Psychobilly, <laughs> you want to call it? Because he, when you talk to him, it's like, is this guy real? And he is. He's genuine, <laughs> and he says some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. And yep. he, I don't know if he's trying to be funny or not, but it's funny. <laughs> but he's also incredibly humble. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just so, to be. To well, be, that's why he's lovable. Yes, yeah. to be genuinely surprised at your fame. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he does. Mm-hmm. He he's, was completely unaware of uh, how many people knew who he was. I mean, I even looked up on eBay how much copies of Disgraceland go for on vinyl, and, it's, and or how what Hellbilly goes for on cassette, which is astronomical. Which usually, I, I, from what I, I found, Hellbilly is available mostly on cassette. John DeFever mm-hmm. claims it's all from him trying to get rid of him, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, yeah, and he's been bootlegged so much. Too, yes. You know, just because of the name. And yeah. even bootlegged on vinyl. 
Yeah. You know, which, really? yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know the finals were fake. Well, well, that's just what I've read. That that there's other places that have just put out the vinyl themselves. Um, I wonder how they're getting masters. They must be doing it from the CD or something. So it's not going to be vinyl quality. Yeah. But they bootleg their own live performances. You know, like I have one live from CBGB. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember you know talking to. Uh, John DeFever about that. Yeah. He was behind some of that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess that they are going to be working on some new material, and they will be playing their very first acoustic show on this show. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, t- I talked him into it. It was kind of like a mutual decision between John and I, and I was like, you should come on, and you know, maybe do an acoustic set, and he's like, you know, we should do an acoustic set. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, yeah, I mean, while getting Leedy to uh, actually leave the house or leave work and come down somewhere, well, he, go anywhere, actually. He, he, has a, he has a new job. Jim has a new job that's closer and allows him to get placed because he was working in Lansing, I guess. Yeah, he was always out, way, yeah. way out in Timbuktu. And uh, I guess after doing the the show, like as far as on the phone, he, he, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll come in. I'll come in next time. We'll just let's just, you know, we'll put it somewhere in April. Right so, what I, are you what are you going to do? There's no performance studio. Well, I've had bands performing here acoustics. Well, they just sit around the table. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's actually quite well. Uh, right yeah, uh, when we move to the new building, there will be performance studios. So and we'll have multiple studios. Uh, I have not been there yet. I know that it's in. Uh, I believe it's Southfield. You guys, yeah, Southfield. How the hell do you guys know more than me about this? Ian said uh, 12 mile in Evergreen, I think, around there. Okay. Somewhere. And well, it was not very miles, far from here. Mile, yeah. No, and it, and it was, uh, it was a, a, a former sound studio, right? Yeah, yeah production right, studio. Yeah. Production studio, yeah. I can't remember. Do you know the name of it? That's how WHFR got me roped in for so long. Is they uh, they moved from the basement of the Fine Arts Building into a brand-new facility yes. with a live performance studio. Yeah, and that. because we have the live performance studio, then you know I've had a lot of fun doing bands there. Oh yeah, and uh, so th- and that live show on Thursday, that's going on uh, fifteen years now. And that's li- that's li- you, right? Well, I'm not the host, but I'm the engineer. So okay. I do the mix for the live band okay. and uh, coordinate everything. And okay. then there's somebody else to actually talk to them on air because I'm you know running the board, right? They, um, but yeah, and that's that's great. You know, live bands every Thursday, almost every Thursday, right? Unless somebody cancels or somebody's sick, whatnot. Yeah, I know. Normally, I well, I try to have a lot of musicians on my show and have some live performance. And I've, I, for the most part, it's fifty. You know, 50, it's fifty fifty. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, oh yeah, well, you know, I think I remember that. Oh, you had you had Devil Elvis or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was was a couple months ago. Uh, Is he doing any of his own songs yet? Yeah, a couple. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's got a really. They're all about like recovery, but yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, he did. He had one that's kind of just a straight like cowboy song, (laughs) and it is good. It was really, really good. Cool. Uh, He sent me a demo, and it was literally all Elvis covers. And I was like, "Well, what am I going to do with this? I want your music, man. (laughs) Right? I want your stuff." Yeah. And, and he's like, it's coming, it's coming. <coughs> well, I actually have recordings of him performing this, his actual his original stuff, original stuff original on the show. 
uh, which I should have, I should get that on. Uh, <coughs> I have a tickle in my throat. Uh oh. Yeah. You didn't hit the button. <coughs> Here, I'll hit it twice. <laughs> it, just keep hitting that button. Yeah. I'm so glad I know where that is. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a joke, folks. Um, okay. Um, <coughs> the, can I reach your button for you? I got it. I was one of the best parts of my show is I lose my shit. <laughs> All right. So we have a new show coming up here called Jake versus Everybody, right? Because we have this kid that works here who's about as, the most argumentative person and opinionated person you'll ever meet. He's only like, this what? is the one in the wizard's outfit or something? No, 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 not oh, that kid. Oh. How old's Jake? Is he, what, 20, 22? And everything that comes out of his mouth can be misconstrued as talking about gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> all right like um this is another great well great there's a, there's a lot of things in music in general that can be double entendre i mean look at the shape of these microphones anyway you know, <laughs> oh god where where is he tonight where is jake jake should be here for that <laughs> but we had and um him on, we did a, a Festivus episode. Oh, yeah. I celebrate Festivus. <coughs> yeah, me too. It's the too. only one I believe in. It's the only one that matters. <laughs> but, damn. What happened, man? <coughs> you got to stop replacing your bottle of water with uh, vodka. I should, I should start. <laughs> uh, but I pull these clips of Jake every time he's on and saying dumb that can only take someone's kibasa. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Take someone's kibasa? <laughs> so much kibasa. He steals your dogs? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, this is something that I, I, I've, I've been able to do is, is since I have, I have complete control of my show, of, of being able to, to, to play any dumb thing. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, held. You're, you're your own producer. I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And I, and I am such a control freak. I run the board myself. I, I think I'm the only show aside from the geek team and weekly, uh, who's, uh, it's, that show is hosted by, uh, Ian Densman and, uh, and Artie Van Houten, who, um, Artie, uh, is op- a VP of operations and Ian is uh, president. They do their show. And RD runs the board. So we're the only two host, co- show hosts that run the board ourselves. Everybody else has to have somebody else do it. But because of that, because I'm a control freak, I mean, you, you well, you understand. You like to be able to to maintain things yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And I, I... I am also my own producer. Yeah. Right. As, yeah, I am my own. I, um, I get to play all the dumb things that people that work here say on air. Yeah. Like carts, we used to call those carts. Yes, and I yeah that's, for the for the older folks listening. Yeah, carts, <laughs> and it, you know what? In, in here, it's listed in the software. It's listed as carts. Too. Oh, they still call it carts. Yeah, there. even though it's you know digital, but um, this kid's show. Where I mean, I know we're they're trying to get Darren McCarty on there to argue with him. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> this kid thinks that Journey's the best band ever. He's like that guy that wears his hat backwards all the time and wears does shorts he, does all he year like round. The new singer, Who, who's also named Steve Perry, right? No, the is the <clears throat> yeah the new the new Journey singer isn't he that guy they found in the Philippines? Or something? Yeah, who's also named Steve Perry? His, oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I watched. I watched. I didn't realize he had the same name. I was. I, I was like middle of the night. There was some show about that. Well, about, yeah. There's a documentary. Yeah. Really good documentary yeah. made about the whole discovery. And, and and I believe that his that 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 his name is. Um, like, well, yeah. It's. I mean, it's a true Journey fan if he likes the new singer as well as you know the old singer. Yeah. It is an amazing sound alike. I mean, he, this, this, the new kid does really well yeah. in, in performing all those songs. It, it's a difficult vocal range. It is. It is. And, you know, Journey, I, Journey's a, if you're listening, Jake, I've been talking a little shit about you, but, you know, I love your show, uh, or soon-to-be show, and I don't care for Don't Stop Believing. That's the song I hate. Uh, Journey's okay. I don't, it's, not, it's definitely overplayed. It is. You know what it is? What I hate about about the song is the people that start shouting out and complaining about it. Because it's like, okay, everybody complains about it. It's all right. We know there's no South Detroit. <laughs> we know. Stop it. You're not he, the first he, person to put it out. He was just, he, he got the nomenclature wrong. He meant Southwest Detroit. Right. It's like, it, get it, get it right, Puto. You know, Southwest Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Gringo, yeah, because it's, it's predominantly Hispanic in Southwest Detroit. In case you didn't know, listeners, <laughs> a, a Delray insider, right? <laughs> so I lived in Delray for a little while. Did you really? I did I was there? Yeah, right on. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, yeah, I lived there as a as a young skater. As a young, I can see you 80s. as a skater. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Um, Try skating over seventy five. You go back and forth over the overpasses. Okay. Spring Wells and uh, Livernois and uh, Dragoon. Damn. Because yeah, you know the the uh, the incline, yeah. the incline and decline going over the freeway. It's awesome skating. Yeah. You work your way up and then you can skate all the way down without pushing. What the hell are you living over there for? It was uh, we were living with uh, my soon to be stepfather at the time. Okay. And uh, yeah, so there was it was a nice, really big house. It was cool. Good. That's when I learned how to firebomb on Devil's Night. <laughs> we can edit that out. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a thing in Detroit. If Detroiters don't know, it's it was yeah. Detroit fires on Devil's Night. It was it was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get this. Pull up this Batmobile for uh, this next little break here. It's brand new. Um, oh yeah, it's my my pick for best album yeah. of 2017 was uh, Batmobile's new release, the brand new Blisters. Was there a particular song off there that you were fond of, or uh, not necessarily? It was just you know uh, overall the album list, but yeah, overall. All right, and um, it was a toss up. I mean, I was I was debating if the Twang solo album should be number one but because i'm a batmobile fan i had to go with batmobile but and they've been around a lot longer but the um philip doyle did uh doily and the twang lords twang solo album 
with um, Philip Doyle as Han Solo on the cover. That yeah, you showed that to me. That's amazing. And it's a, it's a really great album cover art and a great album. Uh, more more on the surf side. Yeah, um, he's he's a great guitarist and playing with a bunch of well, I guess a couple different psychobilly and rockabilly acts in uh, yeah. Ireland. Now let me ask you this question: Out of any, would you be surprised that you could buy that Batmobile album by Target? <laughs> really. <laughs> They're in it. They got distribution for that. Well, it's on their website. Target's oh, website. Yeah. Target's website. Yeah. Because yeah. I looked it up. I was like, oh shit. That's great. You yeah. know, it's it's probably part of their deal with music on vinyl, because yes. the 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 UK record labels have made deals with music on vinyl. Yeah. That that gave them like international distribution and stuff. And Very true. They uh, that's probably part of that whole. Which means they would also be at Best Buy. Yeah, but you know, I remember. But Best Buy doesn't have vinyl. I don't think. I think they just have they CD. do. They have a little. It's a separate. It's really? A separate, it's you have to if you want to buy vinyl at Best Buy, you have to go buy the buy, over by the turntables. Interesting. And it's overpriced. It's like ten dollars more than everywhere else. <laughs> well, it has to be because they need to make money. Yeah. Well, because you know, it's <clears> fucking <throat> Best Buy. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, yeah, I said it. I, 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 yeah, I swear too much on the show. Anyway, <clears throat> so do we want to get that video up? Um, <laughs> this of um, hillbilly moon, hillbilly moon explosion uh, with Sparky from Demented Argo. We got that. Yeah. 
Was, uh, that was funny. Yeah, you weren't kidding about the pants. Yeah, those pants. And that, that old country shirt. He's yeah. got the, the Texas cowboy hat yeah. on, Texas straw. Yeah. Uh, think you could pull those pants off? The uh, Well, the ones I got on are almost that tight. But Oh, I was talking about like like that. that that's, <laughs> I mean, that's not just tight. The, no, I, don't th- I think that fabric would rip. Right. As a, not only not only were those 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 uh, those pants kind of loud, uh, they were they were hugging plums. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Squeezing those plums. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's he's gonna he's gonna be pruned when he gets out of those pants. Right. <laughs> yeah, and he looks pickled. <laughs> he probably is. Uh, he's not listening. <laughs> The uh, he 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 didn't lose the eye makeup though. He's, no, you know, yeah. most of the makeup was gone, which is why I, I wouldn't have recognized him at first. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he still got the eye makeup going on, which which doesn't help the you know looking trash kind of look. Yeah, you know, he's got the really dark eyes going on. Right, and you know, I don't. Know. I I think that's an interesting uh, pairing with um, Hillbilly Munich, Hillbilly Moon Explosion, who who are. Uh, I, I, I think some of the stuff they do, you know. I mean, I don't know how much of the, you know. It's, it sounded like a very traditional rendition. Yeah, they're just they were just having fun with it. Right, their cover of Blondie's "Call Me" is pretty good. Oh, do they do it hillbilly style or traditional? Like, yeah, really, the hillbilly. Style. Well, so it's like a rockabilly version. Of yeah, it. it's, it's a rockabilly oh. version of it. Yeah, it's it's really good. <clears throat> I I was impressed with it. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not usually. You know, impressed by covers, but I, I, I occasionally, you know, you hear a good cover. Like I've, I've like Coffin Cat's cover of um, Hall and Oates, oh, Man yeah. Eater, which is actually yeah, it's pretty. That that is like the best version of that song I've ever heard. Like the best cover version. I yeah, what they did with that. But I mean, that whole album too. I mean, the covers that are on that album uh, with Psychobilly Goes Pop. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I you know, Th- those are very interesting versions of all those songs and you know covered psychobilly and rockabilly style. It it really changes the flavor of the music, but it still works. It still a, works real well for those tunes. I believe is is that um there's an, like an MGMT cover of you know uh, song Kids. I think that's on that's like uh Coffin Caddies, I think. And then uh the Triggers doing Rick Astley's uh Never Give oh, You yeah. Up. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot, uh, a lot of good ones. Rick rolled. Rick, yeah, Rick rolled. <laughs> you know, I, I used to play that on, on one of my other shows at, at at the other station, and I would get at least one text or message on, on, on every time that I played it. I'd be like, how the fuck did you just Rick roll us? <laughs> you weren't expecting it. You were not expecting me to play a psychobilly cover of Rick Astley. Uh but if you are going to get Rickrolled, that's the best way to get Rickrolled. It is good. It is the best way to get Rickrolled. Now, uh, I'm 
I'm gonna I'm gonna play uh, a little bit of Thursday's guest. The St. Thomas Plays Academy will be in here on Thursday. I'm gonna have a ska band in here. I know I I'm, I'm intrigued to how that's gonna work as well. <laughs> it, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, but I'm gonna follow it up with the Coffee Cats Man Eater, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna Rick Roll everybody. <laughs> Should I have even said it? No. With the triggers covering Rick Astley. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're St. Thomas Boys on Worsey Juke Joint on New Radio Media. Thanks. 
Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty Sound of their breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight Lower the curtain down Lower the curtain down on right I got no time for private consultation Under the Milky Way tonight Wish I knew what you
You're listening to the Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. Well, you're probably watching it too, and I'd appreciate that. But it's all right if you're not. I am Ben Rose, and uh, sitting next to me is Alan Contino. Hey, hey. Of WHFR's The Wrecking Hours. We're going right. down 20 years, right? And just to make the connection for Wrecking Hours listeners, I'm the Gothabilly Man. That's right. And uh, I don't actually use my name. Oh, that you don't? No. <laughs> oh, that yeah. All right. But um, I mean, it's it's no secret, right? You know, I don't I don't hide my name. It's just you know I go by the Gothabilly Man during the show, right? <clears throat> Friendly neighborhood beatnik. Is that what? It, that yeah, was it? yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, great 
uh, Peter Murphy there. Mm-hmm. I was just just talking about how I, I my own personal discovery of Peter Murphy at the age of ten, and um, checking my out my discovery library. was a little bit earlier than that. Right. Uh well, I you know it was it's all right. I I I discovered that album short like no, right just, right when it first came out. Yeah, th- that was just a to to. to <laughs> to point out once again that you're younger than I am. Yeah, not by much, Al. <laughs> not by much. Uh, yeah. Any, yeah, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it was Bauhaus initially. Yeah. Got me into it. And then Peter Murphy did the solo stuff. Yeah. Who's... It, was, it was my cousins, actually, got me into it. My my older cousins. Right. One of them was like, in love with Peter Murphy. He had a big Peter Murphy poster on her really? bedroom wall. And so I was like, I don't know, maybe six or seven yeah. and it's like wow who's that he looks like he's cool yeah and she's like yeah that's the love of my life peter murphy that's that's <laughs> david bowie's evil twin vocally <laughs> <laughs> right, right? Yeah. i mean that's yeah. yeah uh i i after hearing that i had a, a cousin that was uh, really into um he's really into morrissey he, in fact he still is really into morrissey you, you know my cousin jason Catalyst. Oh yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. And you go go to his barber shop, Ber- the Berkeley Chop Shop over there on Twelve Mile in Berkeley. He, he has a portrait, an eight by ten of Morrissey behind his chair. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, I never knew that about him. That he's a big Morrissey fan. Oh yeah. His, oh, his room. Growing up, all Morrissey posters. <laughs> like the one with the band aids on the nipples. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. That was Jason. Uh, and I, the first time I heard, I, I was, I heard other music like that. Like I'd heard, like hearing Peter Murphy was from him actually. Like the first time I heard the Smiths, uh, or, um, Yaz or Yaz, yeah. depending on, yeah, like where, you know, uh, then, um, oh, geez, I, it, it's, I can just go down the, the list and everything's like, um, you know blanking out but a lot of that stuff and it, that i ended up doing a show over at the other station on friday afternoons i play nothing but like new wave post-punk synth pop and you know and such and it was actually very successful and then i when i left i you know the show ended and i haven't picked up again I called it the first wave and cool the show before mine was all like college rock they cut, oh, like indie rock, and yeah. we tied it into each other. Emo. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. And it was like it was called Colony Collapse, and we totally just segued perfectly into each other. We like like I would start off with something, or she would finish up with, you know. So it was like two hours of all the songs you listened to in college. So everything's overly emotional, and then you and then you depress everyone <laughs> in a dark way. Yeah. <laughs> Like, are you depressed because you're listening to Zoe Deschanel in the first hour, and then you know um, Robert Smith's gonna just you know kind of let you dwell on it? <laughs> and he finished off with Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking Morrissey. Uh, yeah, very the the the, the well, I don't know what you'd call it is like the. Uh, the the dark, overly depressed looking youth that yeah. was uh you know, we were we were dark skaters who were uh emo before emo was called emo, I guess. Right. And um, you know, 
the incredibly dark goth kids that <clears throat> eventually grew up to be into psychedelic rock. <laughs> right, because it, it it's it is it's punk rock retirement, punk and goth <laughs> yeah, retirement. Right, right. It is the retirement plan. It is so. You know, like, like you see a lot of uh, people. You know, I've seen a lot of people that used to be skinheads, and now oh, they're yeah, into rockabilly. Absolutely. I mean, because there, there's, you know, and then or or people that you know just just street punks, gutter punks, or skaters and goth. You you, you see it all transition. Like ah, yeah. Oh, and and around Detroit, it used to be very clicky. Yeah, it was very clicky. And as a goth kid going to the rockabilly shows. I was always frowned at. Yeah. And except for people like Jason. Yeah. Know, like, I mean, and that's, I guess that explains it because I never knew he was a Morrissey fan, but he was always cool. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the other, other people, especially yeah. the, the, I don't know if you remember the Apple Sids or the, the Sids era, it was, um, oh, what do you call that look with the, uh, the hat and then the military jacket and the suspenders. Okay, yeah. It was that that click going around. Um, Talk about like the military, like the military, like bomber jacket kind of. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But it was. Uh. There was a name for them. Um. They had a military hat, the military jacket. Oh, okay. And the tight pants. Um. Uh, different than the skinheads that were in the combat oh, boots. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Se- separate click that kind of transitioned and became known as the skinhead look. Yeah. Eventually. And, uh, but they, you know, they, they were anti, um, racist action. There was the big anti racist action. Yeah. Movement. Like, like sharps and. Right. Yeah. Sharps, right. And, um, <clears throat> the, the SIDS were always hung out with the sharps. Yeah. And, you know, so there was the, if you were a goth kid going to a punk show, that was usually cool. Yeah. And if you're a punk kid going to a rockabilly show, that was usually cool. But if you're a goth kid going to a rockabilly show, they were like, "What are you doing here?" Right? Yeah, it, yeah. I, I I get it. I used to see, I used to see some um, some goth kids going to the rockabilly shows and such. Usually, I would you'd see some goth girl uh, that's you could see is totally making that transition. They, yeah. they, they just discovered right. a rockabilly band or a psychabilly band. Well, hence the gothabilly look. Right. Yeah. yeah Which is. Transition there, yeah. Which is a very, very, I guess it's it's, it's um like Morticia Adams uh, mixed with um, uh, what is it uh, Betty Page? Betty, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because you do see that stripe a lot. Like, so I went for the Morticia Adams, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, yeah, the Gothabilly was a fashion before it was a music style. Fact, yeah, it, it, insti- it inspired the music style. Right, but the this, the music style itself is, is leans a little bit towards surf, right? Yeah, just because it's it's that it's the darker, droning, yeah. slower, melodic. Yeah, yeah, it has the the goth backbone to it, the dark wave backbone to it. Yeah, but they're using the rockabilly instruments, right? And uh, the, the the dark subject matter too, the depressing, yes, mood <sighs> that we were all in. In those days, because we were troubled youth. <laughs> <laughs> troubled by what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that's it. That's just it. Oh, the, the emo, like, oh, my parents bought me a car, and I don't like blue. <laughs> oh, dear diary, or dear life journal. <laughs> oh, 
I think you're making a crossover a little bit with millennials there. Well, live live, live journal. I'm, I'm too much of a Generation Xer to, right. to associate myself. I ride that fine line, apparently. Really? Yeah. Right where I, depending on who you ask, I'm either Generation X or you try to say I'm a millennial, but I, my traits lean more towards Generation X. I'm bitter. <laughs> right. For the right reasons, not because I didn't get a blue car. Uh, or <laughs> I'm bitter because I had to build my first car. Oh. Or rebuild it, I should say. Yeah. I, I got the, the family hand-me-down that was busted, so we had to we had to do a valve job on it and a ring job. And... A what job? <laughs> a ring job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cylinder rings. Okay. Uh, oh, whoa. Hey, now. Uh so, uh, you, for anybody that is unaware of what Goth Billy is, I can. I was actually. I think I talked about this when you were on the show at the last. Well, station. for me, it was because there was a couple girls at the swing shows. Yeah, like the swing do it. kids. We we used. I used to hang out every week at swing night um, at Velvet Lounge. Back when Velvet Lounge was in uh, Pontiac a long time ago. And yeah. uh, they, they had a, a big swing night every week. And yeah. it was like mid-90s. And there was a couple girls um, I was hanging with. And they couldn't remember my name. But yeah. they remembered that I was the goth kid going to the Rockabilly shows. Is that where the gothabilly <laughs> so name? So they, they called me gothabilly man. Just, and, you know, even though I told them what my name was. You know, because they were girls. Yeah. <laughs> they just, you know, that kind of stuck every time I went to the shows. They would say, Gothabilly Man. So Is that... that's where that's where it came from. So it had absolutely nothing to do with, you know, the, the right. Gothabilly fashion or the Gothabilly music. It was the fact that, you know, I was going on the radio soon after that. And yeah. I needed... Something. Something so that people would recognize who yeah. I was. Because they didn't remember my name at the rock shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I was I, I know that I was telling you about this that there was a th- this amazing cover of Bella Lugosi's Dead. I, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By a band called the Bone Collectors. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, and I didn't have it on me at the time. But right. I do now. You have it now. Right <laughs> I have it now. All right. Would you consider it gothabilly? Well, no. why don't you tell me? Oh, yeah. All right. It's quiz time. It's quiz Well, Well, no, I'm asking for your opinion. Uh, so. Well, you know who my favorite gothabilly band is, right? Who's that? Called of the Psychic Fetus. Oh, yeah, from Ohio. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. That, that's the quintessential gothabilly sound. Right. They, they nailed it better than anybody. Absolutely. And then Alex, you know, their the drummer is always coming up here. I mean, he was playing with the Ruiners for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's always around. He, I think he likes the Detroit crowd better than the Cleveland crowd. I, I think it's bigger. <laughs> for music, anyway. Which right. is ironic because they have the Hall of Fame there. Very very true. Very true. But anyway, here's the the Bone Collectors with Bella Lugosi's Dead. And where's the Detroit? Reunion.
Oh, yeah, that counts. That's that's a Gothabilly song, correct? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, really well done, Gothabilly too. I yeah. agree. I like that cover, and like I said earlier, it is very very tough for me to just say I like a cover. You know, yeah, I, I don't yeah. say it often, right? But when I do. Like, uh, there's a, a French band that co- there's a Lana, a French rockabilly band, there's a Lana Del Rey cover, and they take a song that's kind of down, because, well, Lana Del Rey, <laughs> and they kind of give it an upbeat, you know, feel to it. Right. They, uh, and it's got that. So she's one of those. She, I think she comes from rich parents, so there's really nothing for her to be depressed about. Lana Del Rey? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but she does those depressive songs. Oh, I know. I, you know, she. she but I th- and I think you've hit the nail on the head. Is that the 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 cover is being done in a different style? Yeah. And I think that's a lot of times what makes it good is that they're not the covers that try to just reproduce the same song without changing anything. They just it just sounds too much too similar yet different, and it's just not going to be good. So, Make but but when own. they take a completely different approach, right? Doing you know like these they're doing in rockabilly style. Yeah. You know, a rockabilly rendition of a different right. song, then it's it really shakes it up and makes it a little different. You got to make it your own instead of just trying to, to re- recreate somebody, recreate else's, somebody stuff. else's yeah. stuff. And you know, there are so many bands that do that. They just were like, oh, we're going to cover this band. Like, how many times are you going to hear, uh, let's say, a band cover Motorhead's Ace of Spades, I mean, like a rockabilly band or a psychabilly band, you know? like Oh, yeah. Well, it used to be a standard. Like, every psychabilly show you went to, one of the psychabilly bands was going to do Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. <laughs> I went saw saw a show where every single band covered um, Brand New Cadillac. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> three different versions in one night? Yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's totally like they didn't plan it. It's just like, wow. It was all part of their set for yeah. everything they do, right? It's, yeah, yeah they, they probably all... And that, well, that's usually the case for Ace of Spades, too. Yeah. yeah. Or um, American Nightmare from the Misfits. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or Hollywood, Hollywood Babylon. Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. I knew the song you meant, though. Yeah, Hollywood Babylon, yeah. yeah. I don't usually remember the titles, but yeah. I remember what the song is about. Yeah, Hollywood Babylon. And that yeah that's a that's uh, pretty much like every psychobilly band. I why, why can't there be like psychobilly bands covering Black Flag? Although there was the kid this, that they well I shouldn't call him a kid. He was a busker, but he was in, he had a rockabilly band, and he would do Black Flag covers as Johnny Cash. Oh really? Who was that? His name was Jesse Morris, and he passed away he did, of cancer. Uh, and I, I've played I've played it on on air, on, on on the show before, and it's it's really like the only recordings of him doing this are somebody filmed him. Oh, okay. On this street. is live from the no, show. No, on, in, in the subway. Oh, in the subway. Yeah. Okay, right. And um, here I, I will actually play because it's only about a minute long of him just because somebody just was like, "Hey, do Johnny Cash," and, you know. And he does a cover of Six Pack as Johnny Cash, which is just <laughs> brilliant. Here, here we go. All right. One more time. Hello, I'm Henry Rollins. Yeah. 
got $35 on the six-pack to my name. That's his voice. Spend the rest on beer and I who's to blame. They say I'm drunk nearly all the time. Wow, he's well, yeah, he now could be I a know it'll just waste my time. Yeah. Well, I know it'll be okay. It's perfect. When I get that yeah, six-pack in like, me. That would fool a lot of Johnny Cash fans. <laughs> they think that's Johnny Cash. My girlfriend asked me. If you saw him, he's I just like better. this burly skinhead with tattoos and such, you know, it's just... But I use that term skinhead, not like the neo-Nazi skinhead. Because yeah. this is, look. This is a, a Jewish-owned station. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good. And he unfortunately passed away from cancer. Um, Wild. Yeah. And it's just before, I think the band had just released their first album. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, that happens so many times to these yeah. these groups. Yeah, well, you know, like Gas Hog before right. they even released it, and then, and then yeah. it had to be postponed for so long until what last year? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was last year. Well, was it last year or the year before? I think it's twenty six, late in twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, late twenty sixteen. Finished it, and then uh, it might have been winter of twenty seventeen that it got out. Yeah, that's. I know that I picked it up in November of because uh, I. It's, uh, he did my tattoo. So this was partial payment for this. He gave me a deal on my tattoo. Sam, yeah. Sam did for mastering the album. Yeah. With him for Gas Hog. That and, is uh, that is amazing. It's like nine hours worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> Sam like, Sam is amazing. Oh yeah, he's really really good. Absolutely, I would I, I recommend. I mean, just anybody. print artist and logos, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, he he's done some stuff for me. He did a. a, a a t-shirt design a dpa shirt design well it was he did a it framed watercolor right and then uh he said well i can give it to you if you want to like print it on shirts and right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. anyway it's awesome yeah but we were talking about um people that think they know lyrics to songs and during the, during the break oh, yeah, we were listening right. to the little ghosty cover and uh, so, so there's a problem with like pop music in that some people sing along to the songs and they think they know what the lyrics are. Oh yeah, but they they end up saying something that sounds like what they're hearing, but it's right. not the actual lyrics. Right. Right. And you know, there's a lot of examples of this. I'm sure you can think of. Oh. But, you know, man. it's like so. Bella Lugosi's "Dead" is the Bauhaus song, of course, sung by Peter Murphy. And it's, you know, oh, Bella, oh, Bella, you know, yeah. Bella Lugosi's dead. Right. Right. And so we had this intern working with us when I was chief engineer for a studio in Detroit. And we were talking about Bauhaus and, you know, how we like their stuff, you know, just yeah. as office, like water cooler chatter. Right. And yeah. uh, so the intern, you know, steps up and says, oh, they did the Bill the Goose is Dead song. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> we had no idea at first what she was talking about. We're like, Bill the Goose is dead. What do you mean? And she, so she started singing it to us. And we realized she had the lyrics wrong. It was Bella Lugosi's dead. <laughs> so for her whole life, that song was Bill the Goose is dead. And we were like, who's Bill the Goose? Well, was she, was, she, uh, was she goth? She was not, no. Well, no. Okay. She was from Fowlerville. And uh, oh. apparently... You know, wasn't sheltered because she had actually heard Bauhaus, but 
that's sheltered just, that enough something. that she didn't actually realize what the lyrics were in homage to. Right. The great Count himself. <laughs> Which I, is also in the lyrics. Yeah. So I don't know how. Yeah. The Count. The the Bill the Goose's Count. Bill the, yeah, count your, count your geese. <laughs> the great Baron of Geese. <laughs> Bill the Goose. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, songs that people screw up all the time. Um, man, oh, I, I remember when that Eiffel 64, like, blue. You remember that, that monstrosity of a song? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm blue. Yeah, it's kind of like a poppy EDM bullshit. That's probably I don't know what it is. I envy you now. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I mean, I, I recently realized what EDM meant. <laughs> for the longest time, I didn't know, know what EDM stood for. Yeah, I, I. You know what? I I honestly didn't get there for a while until I until I had to look it up. What the hell is EDM? And it's like, and it's. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel it's one of those things that I never used as an acronym. Right. But now it's an acronym to everybody for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and there's so much stuff that it covers. Like on uh, last Thursday's show, we were talking about bizarre musical subgenres. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there was like some of the weird. Like Gothabilly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not that bizarre compared to some of the other ones. Really? Time Lord Metal. Time Lord Metal? All Doctor Time Lord, like Doctor Who. Doctor Metal? Who. All Doctor Who inspired. That's awesome. I love yeah. Doctor Who. I do too. I do too. And I we had to listen to it. It's like, what the fuck is this? Then there's like Brony Metal. Brony? Dudes that are into my little pony, Brony. <laughs> Have you not heard of the Brony movement? They some of the bronies kind of branch off into pastel goth, you know. Yes, you haven't heard of that either. <laughs> That's more of a look versus a, a style of music. <laughs> is that is that part of the like the Muppet heads, the oh. Muppet head goths? Oh, you I don't know. know those? No, no, they they use all the pastel colors and all the the yarn in their. Oh, hair and, like, yeah, the, the, yeah, talk, I guess. We call them Muppet heads, but like the, the pastel goths, you see a lot of like pink and purple hair, and like a lot of it's like yeah. it's cutesy. Yeah, yeah, and. Right. It's that that seemed to be crossover with like techno and industrial stuff. Yeah, they got all those colors in there. Yeah, but the the yarn. What the fuck? But yeah, yeah. At the goth clubs, we always called those ones the Muppet Heads. Yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> like Fraggles, Fraggle Rock, Fraggles, <laughs> yes, Fraggle Hair. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, but uh, what what uh what uh, were the other bizarre ones that we talked about? Um, but there's dudes into My Little Pony, though. Yes! Who are these guys? They're called bronies. Bronies. There's, a do- there's actually a documentary uh, about them on Netflix. <laughs> it's really that popular as a whole documentary? Yes. <laughs> the brony movement. Uh, t- Tony, you look like you're, in a, you're a brony. I am unfortunately not a brony, but I can say it is its own little, like, cult following. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of odd. I definitely know some bronies, though. Wow. It's, it's to me, it's kind of pedo. It is a little. It is a little pedo. I get that vibe I, from it too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I'm you know playing with motorcycles too much. I just have no idea what's going on with the mighty little pony crowd. Right, <laughs> like sharing isn't friendship to you. you know? Yeah. Oh my god. 
Aren't my little? They're like the the squishy plastic things that do nothing, right? I you're mean, just bodies, like, yeah. They don't. They have no joints that bend. They, right. There's like, what's the lure to that? They they're have like, magnets they, in their feet, though. The old ones. Really? I, I and I have a and I have a story about this. And they oh, have, they have, they have hair. hair. All right. <laughs> so years ago, I was I uh, was dating a woman. Well, a little bit more than dating. We we're in a relationship. We lived together, and she had two kids. And every morning I'd wake up and there would be all these this line of ponies up the refrigerator. That's how I found out they had magnets in their feet. <laughs> every morning. I couldn't figure out what the hell I was doing. Because like, the kids were sleeping. One of them was doing it in their sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. They were sleepwalking. And putting the ponies the on the refrigerator. In a row, yeah. Yeah, we actually caught her doing it. She would sleep sleepwalk all the time. Wow. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yes, but like, all right. So other weird genres, you've heard of Viking metal, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And totally. pirate metal. And somebody, just... somebody sent me that video. <coughs> it oh, was, well. it was a Viking metal song, but it was this Viking guy. Like when I was more in shape, I guess I looked more like this guy that he was, he was uh, a techno Viking, as they called him. Yes. The, there was a, there was a viral video that went around oh, the called the techno Viking. Yeah. They put this Viking metal song underneath it. Yeah. And they sent it to me, and they're like, hey, look, what are you doing in this parade yelling at people? <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. But you know that guy has an action figure. <laughs> really? Yes. He's an action figure. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, I actually saw it at a store in Royal Oak. Hmm. Um, there's like a, to- like a kind of a weird toy store over, is it by Noir or? Oh, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Um, yeah. I can't think of the name. Yeah, I don't but. even know if it's still there. <laughs> it's but, hilarious. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, then um, there's some just some weird. Well, you know the uh, the guys the guys that used to do the radio show before me yeah. before the Wrecking Hours was Radio Apocalypse. Yes, and it was uh, two metalheads who uh, they did a really good metal show. Yeah, and it was like it was like the metal show for this part of the country for really? a long time. And they they procured like all of the best stuff, you know, from from Norway and well, yeah, because that's where like, all the best stuff yeah, comes right. from. So I mean, they were doing a lot of different genres, of European metal, they, and they'd have segments um, every week for different types of metal genres. That's cool. And uh, so I mean, I learned a lot about metal. You know, yeah. Just the fact that when I would go in to set up my show while they were still doing theirs, yeah. you know, and uh, your typical metal uniform, you know, the leather jackets with the the jean jacket over it, covered in metal patches. Their battle vest <laughs> with, with the cut off sleeves, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, it's the the battle vest. Yeah, yeah. It's the the metalhead look. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, with like you the patches of a band that you can't understand what the name of it is because it's all like weird. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then they have a ton of patches just covering the yeah. entire you know vest. You know, yeah. with which is a jean jacket just with cut off arms. Yeah, it's not an actual vest. Somewhere there's King Diamond on there, <laughs> Venom. Like right. those are the like the, uh, the, the the staples of black metal. Uh, and of course Slayer. Yeah, if Slayer you're in America. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, everybody seems that 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 listens to beyond um, just what's on the radio. Uh, seems knows who this band is and has an opinion on it, and it's very polarizing, I guess. 
And since we're talking, you know, say Norway, but I think they're from Sweden, so that's close. Which there is a Swedish and, Nor- and Norwegian metal rival ri- rivalry. rivalry, yeah, because yeah, I think Sweden looks down on Norway, and Norway looks down on everybody but Sweden because they know that they're they know their role. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was savage. You're anyway, gonna, yeah, I think you're going to get some calls now. That's the, all right. You can call. It's the, the eight, Norwegian consulate is going to say something. 844-999-9249. It's 844-999-9249. You have, well, the Swedish consulate can speak up and defend themselves. That's right. You have eight minutes if you want to call and complain. Uh, but Ghost. Oh, the band Ghost? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard people talk about them, but I don't know that I've heard much of their songs. Really? Yeah. They're, they're, it's poppy metal, but it's... Uh, <laughs> the only thing I can think of when you say pop metal is 80s big hair bands. No, no. Like it, Winger it, it, and it, Rat. <laughs> it's, it's poppy because it's catchy. That's the only reason I use oh, the word okay. poppy. Right. And, and it's, um, it's very theatrical. Up until recently, nobody knew who was actually in the band. Oh, until until one of the members outed the singer because hmm. he would actually change um, he, like they like, supposedly change singers each album. And he would he would play as this like anti pope, uh, kind of like a satanic pope type where he'd wear a mask and then put makeup on it. Like I, 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 working in, in, in film, you know, when I when I say like the, um, there's a, a, a mask you can buy that's skin tight that looks you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? I think yeah, yeah, that totally. the young young man or handsome man mask. Right. They make one that looks like an old guy, and I think Johnny Knoxville used it for that weird that movie he made. But this, yeah. he had, the the singer has this mask, and then he puts the makeup on, so he's really disguising his right. Yeah. His his, his identity. Yeah. And the rest of the band all wore the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So nobody nobody knew. So there was like a dispute over some money. So they outed him. Which the part of the appeal of this band was their ghosts. Their ghosts. They yeah, didn't. You, you didn't know, know who they were. Okay. Like they didn't. They didn't even tell their own families who that they were in this yeah. band. They, it, it would be like somebody pulling the helmet off of Daft Punk. Yes. And, and you know, suddenly exposing everything. Yeah. Or finding out who Banksy is, which I think is the uh, one of the members of what Crystal Method or something like that. Or yeah, uh, was it Gorillas? Not no, not no, gorillas. Gr- it's either yeah. crystal method or um, you, you can tell I'm not like yeah. uh, up to date and all that. <laughs> Those genres, You're, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it, it, it's all garbage. <clears throat> well, I'm not. I'm not saying gorillas are garbage, Ian. I, I, oh no, I like some of the yeah, gorillas. Stuff. Yeah, their new album is actually pretty good. But Ghost, Ghost is very theatrical. Uh, I, I still like them. They filmed what their most recent video in Detroit. They it basically did a like a weird. Uh, televangelist, um, satanic televangelist uh, video in a church. Oh, right. Yeah. We used to call those devivals. Right. There you go. Because <laughs> we did it with the Church of the Subgenius. Right. Now. The anti telethons, the anti radiothons. <laughs> Ooh, I, I've never done that. I've never whacked a microphone. Uh, Ghost will do a lot of like a. Old new wave covers. They 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 did one. They did um. What what was it? Uh, well, they've they've done Depeche Mode. Do you remember Army of Lovers? They did a song no, called um, Crucify. They did. They've done um, 
I remember the song Crucified. Yeah, yeah. It was Army of Love. Yeah. Oh, okay. And which is which their version's better than the original. They've they've covered uh Annie Lennox, Lennox's Missionary Man. Oh wow. Yeah. And they're they're doing these heavy metal style. Yeah. But it's right. it's slow. That's the that that's the thing. So they they've added this kind of like a kind of like a goth just kind of doom um feel to it. Yeah, so black metal. Black, yeah, black yeah, metal? it's, it's yeah, but it, but almost operatic vocals. Term. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, uh interesting. Yeah, I'd like to hear some of it. Well, I wasn't sure what all the talk about it was, but I know I know it's there's been some you know yeah hubbubaloo about it or bugabaloo for sure. And it's they're they are a great band. I highly recommend them to anybody. Uh, and I'm actually trying to pull them up right now. Well, that reminds me of the Black Christmas show. That was really cool. They had, uh, they, what is it, Iron Reagan? Yes! Wild stuff. But then um, Negative Approach. What was the other one? Was it Negative Approach? Negative Approach. Suicide Machines. Uh... Yeah, Negative Approach was upstairs. And they were doing really good stuff. I only got to see one band. Really? The whole night? Yeah, I got <laughs> to see Bruiser Queen. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you seen them before? No, I didn't. They're good. Really? They're really good. Yeah, but uh, I was pleasantly surprised with um, Bad Cop. Bad Cop was great. Mm-hmm. I really like them. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them before. They are good. Uh, but I wanted to mention um, before we go that yeah. uh, I'm doing the gig on the twentieth. Yes. Yes. You heard uh, about that? Yeah. With the new the new car uh, car show. Yeah. Dead last. Yeah. No car car show. Yeah. Because who wants to bring their freaking car out in this weather? Right. Well, and that's the challenge, too. If if you could actually bring one of those pre-67 hot rods out into this weather. Now, here's the thing. Can, can, can Somebody can. I mean, there was... If, if you really want to put your car through that, yeah, you right. could. <laughs> but, but the entire, you know, we're all going to be indoors because it's going to be cold. Yeah, <laughs> so it's going to be cold. Nobody wants to be outside much. But, but yeah, there has been some people that drove cars there before but they're not necessarily the you know the hot rods we're used to seeing in the summertime right definitely oh yeah i i just i'm I'm like right now i'm just picturing some of those cars in this winter and that salt yeah well some some of them are rat rods yeah they they don't even have floorboards right you know they they put a two by four plank underneath their feet so they can you know control the pedals and that's about it yeah (laughs) Sometimes they don't even have seats. They just have like a metal bar yeah. that they're resting against. Yeah. You're going to hit a bump and it's all, yeah, I hope you didn't want kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to be it. I'm going to go out with actually, with, with some ghosts uh, in doing a song that is definitely about – Freemasons <laughs> called Square Hammer. Uh, thank you to Alan Contino for being in the studio, being on the show. My pleasure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a great time. Yeah, good. Thank you. I had, I enjoyed it as well. We'll be back on Thursday while I will be back with St. Thomas Boys and Julia will be here and it'll be her birthday. So definitely tune in for that. So on that note, here's Ghost BC. Well, while they dropped the BC, it's just Ghost with Square Hammer. More CG joint in your radio media. 